0: is a bloody disgusting podcast network
1: i hear you're a horror fan it's been said.
2: Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, bloody disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your
3: hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand. And Leone DiAntonio. I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. And I am Trevor. Welcome to your Boo Crew Podcast, episode 374. Hope you're well. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. The 95th Academy Awards, which is coming off the tail end of it. Not sure if you watched it. I did not watch it, but I've watched the clips afterwards. Enough to know that Jamie Lee Curtis won her very first Oscar.
1: That's so cool. That's amazing. I mean, she's just such a stand-up person. For all that she does for Children's Hospital. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but just to let you in on a little thing that she did after our interview with oh, her Oh yeah, we
3: never did say that what she did, I don't think.
1: No, after our interview when we interviewed her for her Halloween ends. Yep. Um she found out that, you know, uh, one of our kids is a cancer survivor and he goes to a Children's Hospital and she was so moved by us that she sent everett a package and it was the, he was so excited the publicist asked for information and sure enough within like a week this really cool package showed up with halloween end stuff princess bride stuff
3: t-shirts action limited edition action figures a letter from Jamie it was amazing and it's that's awesome you know she for those who don't know she's a a big supporter of Children's Hospital in the sense that she's made massive donations and responsible for some charities over there. And, and in fact, like really was a essential part of constructing an entire wing of Children's Hospital, actually. And I believe that was one of the wings that we did stay at with our son when he was going through chemotherapy when he was very, very, very young, very young. I mean, we found out he had cancer within what six months of him being on this planet Earth six to nine months somewhere it was in there nine months yeah so he spent a lot of time in children's hospital in the first part of his life and uh, people like Jamie are to thank not only for helping out kind of build the actual structure and, and making these 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 places possible but also in the advancement of the research and study of the treatments that are available to families uh, who are facing youth cancer yeah it, it was uh, mind-blowing to be able to get a chance to talk to her and to thank her for her work doing that and yeah it was so 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 kind of her for do that to for her to do that to us i cannot speak today I, i've noticed that i've been having a harder and harder time communicating just in general like even when i call Like the water and power, like the the bill (laughs) department. I have to write down what I'm going to say. Like, yeah, short circuiting or what? I don't know, man. It's crazy.
1: Well, they say like COVID had some effects on people. Maybe.
3: I mean, I did have that a couple times, but I've I've kind of had that. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm just getting older. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know. Not the only one, dude. There's There's there's. there's I struggle all the time.
1: Every yeah. day
0: with
3: my work I just find it's getting worse yeah. I don't know
0: Dude if you listen to 373 episodes of this podcast Then you know that I can't talk for
3: shit Oh what are you talking yeah, about absolutely. man <laughs> What are you talking about You're, you're, awesome. you're great you're great I'm the one who's I am have voices in my head man. I have you, voices you... in my head that I have to recite Leo you were so well thought out though When you talk <laughs> man What are you talking about Seriously you, you deliver the fire I don't know what I deliver <laughs> Lately, man, I'm not delivering anything. He
0: delivered the thunder. If I deliver the fire, he delivered the
3: thunder. Oh, the lightning. dude, you're too kind. Spray man. from
0: Zeus's hand. <laughs>
3: God, I deliver I the toilet water. <laughs> what are you talking about, Lauren? You're awesome. Oh no, no, no more talk of toilet. water. You're the heart of the show, Lauren. Oh, you're the heart of the show. Thank you. And uh, yes. we were going through. Anyone who's been DMing us, see, I'm, I'm having a hard time talking. Anyone who's been DMing us, I've been completely off social media, as I've said in the past. I've deleted all the apps just because it's just bumming me out. Uh, you know, not 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 anything that you guys are sending is bumming me out at all. I love that, but it's just everything else, you know, just uh, done with it all. And uh, but I've been going on once a week to see all the DMs, and uh, Lorne and Leo monitoring as well. And then i I'll, I'll be I've been going through and kind of responding to DMs, and we had a uh, a listener, write us. Do you have that thing up so we just like shout out his name? uh Because it really like struck a chord.
1: Let me find it.
3: Is it Vincent or something like that? I believe it was Vincent. This is great, great podcasting, great radio, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> if you still around looking, we'll try and kill some time for Lorna as she tries to find it. But yeah, Leo. Before
0: oh, you, before before you get there, I was in the scene. One last thing, one notable thing about Jamie Lee winning, Yeah. Is, you know she has a vast career in so many awesome movies, right? That we we seen her in throughout the years, not just the horror, not just the Halloween, not just uh, what was it, um, was it Night Train she was
3: on. Oh, Knives uh, Out. No, no, no um, Oh, a horror Night movie. Train. Oh, was it? Ter- yeah. uh, Terror
0: Train. Terror, is that what it was? Yeah, Terror Train. Yeah, I always forget the title. Yeah, I mean she she's done the horror, but then she's done a lot of mainstream movies with Schwarzenegger and action and all that, you know. And but what I love is that during her acceptance speech she acknowledged the horror genre you know and she says this is for all the genre fans and man that, that felt good you know because because it's like you know to see somebody of her stature um who made created and brought to life Laurie strode the iconic halloween franchise that we still love today and you know going forward and all that but the fact that you know she acknowledged that and the fans i thought that was fantastic
3: one thing also to note guillermo del toro Picked up another Oscar yes. for Best Director for Pinocchio, a film I yeah. still have not seen. Leo, have you seen Pinocchio yet? Oh, yeah. It's so good, man. It's Everyone's so good. been saying that. Lauren and I got to sit I mean, and you catch up on that.
0: I could sit there and watch 100 hours of just the making of because it's so magical when you see these guys puppeteer like these, you know, you know, these little tiny puppets and they move them a tiny little fraction of an inch and photograph and move them and photograph, you know, I, I mean, it's just. Pains, you know, a lot of painful work that he goes in. Up to all that detail, but it looks amazing. And and yeah, I mean, he did it justice. Um, so yeah, it was amazing to watch him win. And it was, it was, from what I remember, I think that's the only thing I saw because uh, I had to leave, but I believe it was the very first Oscar presented to you on so um, good, good on him. You know, it's it's, it's it's nice to see that, you know, uh, we're still seeing glimpses of his work, you know, getting acknowledged, um, winning awards. And, you know, whatever he's got cooking up next in the horror shop, you know, looking
1: forward to that. It is Vincent James,
3: Vincent okay. James, Vincent. Thank you so much for yeah. writing. So Leo, I don't know if you had a chance to read this DM from Vincent, no, I did but not. he was basically saying that, you know how uh, the past couple of weeks we've been like not able to release on time due to whatever's been going on in, in our lives. And he actually said that that actually affects him and that it means a lot to him when we are on his phone and his podcast app, when he sees the Boo crew in a new episode and it really makes his week and it keeps him going. And that means everything, man. That's like, so cool. That's awesome. We are completely convinced that nobody cares. <laughs> like, no, no,
1: there's like a handful. There is
3: a handful. There people. is a handful. Yes, yes. But I'm still convinced no one cares if we release on time or not. But to hear no, from Vincent, Vincent to say, does. yeah, that that's, that's all unbelievable. And that's all. That's that's the reason we release today. Yes. <laughs> Vincent, thank you for the kick in the pants. It was much needed. It's,
0: it really was. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to hear that because. I mean, I, I've heard it in the past from others as well, you know, and it's it's nice that when people, you know, make a concern, they're like, hey, you guys, what's going on? Because they look forward to this, whatever this is, you know, whatever this um, is, is a very good question. Yeah. To go.
3: <laughs> but people have and, and also no, been I, they've been reaching yeah. out about uh, d- um, depression as well, which is something that I've been going through. And that's been amazing to kind of share in that experience with you listening who are going through that as well. I actually started uh, going on antidepressants. That's kind of what my journey has led me to. So that's been an interesting thing. It's been just over a month. Now we're getting really, uh, now we're exposing the real core of everything. Are we (laughs) talking
1: about... Pediatric cancer, yeah, yeah, exactly. pediatric depression, depression, depression. Medication. Medication. medication, we are just yeah, so yeah. fun yeah, today.
3: exactly, right? But hey, uh, i I'm sure you listening, maybe you're thinking about, maybe you're struggling with depression, and maybe medication is a, a route that you're considering, and I can say from my experience, I had a bad day today, but um, for the most part, I'll say with my experience- Uh, Again, it's hard. I can't offer any medical advice. I could just kind of share what my own personal experience is. I was kind of concerned about doing it because I was worried that it was going to blunt me or change. Maybe that's why I can't talk. No, (laughs) I had that problem before the medicine, but I was concerned maybe it would blunt my personality or, or change me in a way that I didn't want to be changed or take my creativity away or my drive to do that stuff. And it is not at all. It's still, I still feel very much like the exact same person. It's just that some of the negative thoughts, although they are there, feel a little bit more muted and it's easier to go about the day and get what needs to be done and feel driven and be able to see hope at least in the distance, as opposed to not seeing any hope at all. Um, so that's been extraordinarily helpful. And that combined with therapy has been my personal journey so far. So if, again, if you're listening, who know, like, I, you know, I can't comment from comment to if that's right for you, but this is kind of my own personal experience with it. If that's something that you're considering and you just want to hear someone say it out loud. So there you go. There's that. Nice.
0: Well said. Well said.
3: All right. Well, let's get into the horror movie stuff because that is something that makes us all happy and I know it makes you happy. And that's one thing also. What I was thinking about this the other day. You know, a lot of people would think, well, horror movies must make people feel down. Maybe that's why people are, are depressed and things because they watch horror movies.
1: I doubt it's, anybody listening no. is thinking And that. that's
3: the thing. But anyone outside of it, I find that, that horror movies are the complete opposite I know for me, they make me happy. It's like seeing people be creative in the way that the horror genre, uh, that kind of goes with the horror genre, the creativity that's caused by the alchemy of trying to create fantastical things within a small budget. And usually is being the case and things that are so, uh, big ideas and outlandish stories, and be able to make them seem real and feel real and tangible. That ability to be able to do that to a viewer, to an audience member, excites me. It lights my brain on fire. It makes me joyous. It's it's so the opposite of uh, of something that's down. and And that, that like it makes me happy watching horror movies. And I'm sure. You listening, that's exactly what it does to you. And that's why you are here, hopefully, in yeah. sharing this with us.
1: And that's like when I was in the emergency room for my hernia and I <laughs> gave the gift of terrifier to the waiting room. Oh, I mean, the best. I thought, wow, if people see this, they will think, wow, my life could be worse. I could be cut in half, <laughs> but here I have a broken arm, you know? It At least really I'm not here because
3: Art the Clown.
1: That's right. You put me here, right? Yeah. See?
0: Oh, Join. Speaking more. of, speaking of, we were, um and, and, and to your point, uh, Trevor, what you're, and what you're talking about also, Lauren, the first time in my life, my adult life, that I actually thought about this, because, you know, you, it's like we talk about why horror comforts us, you know, you know, whether it's an escapism, right, to just get away from our crazy lives, see, to Find something entertaining, right? And then we get back to it and you're like, wow, that was creepy, scary, but cool. Back to, back to the grind, you know? The first time I ever thought about this, you know, we were at one of the conventions and this girl came up to us, beautiful girl, in her probably early 30s, I would say, and she had scars all over her hands, all over her arms, like, you know, and, and we, were, we were making small talk, right? And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, man, this girl's got a pass to something, right? Like, maybe she was a cutter or something, right? And then she tells me the story that her psychotic ex-boyfriend stabbed her, like, over a hundred times. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Like, all over her body. And, I mean, I, you know, I kind of, like, swallowed, you know, I did a big boat. I was standing next to her, like, watching her talk, and I was just thinking... What do you say to that? You know. Yeah. And and I didn't know. I didn't know how to respond to that. You know. And except that, you know, I'm like, I'm like, how did... Like, I was trying to ask her, why are you here? You know. Like, because we're here celebrating movies that are slashers, that are killers, and you know, what I'm saying like, sure, I do that shit on screen. You know, like. So I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I asked her the right question or not, but I was kind of like, you know, like, like, but I was like, yeah, straight out, like, like, why are you here? Like, are you? A fan? Like what? And she's like, no, this. Brings me comfort. Like I healed. Like she's like she was showing me her wounds, like you know, in her lower part of her stomach and her legs. I mean, this girl was stabbed crazy amount of times. Probably left her dead. She survived, and she's got scars all over her body. And you know, she goes to these. Con- she's a big horror fan, but somehow throughout her healing, she found, you know, peace in these movies because these movies are not real. But what happened? To what happened to her was very right. very real. But man, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was stunned. Like, I, like, I, I don't know what to say. I was just kind of like, God, you know, but she was very, very kind. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if she's one of our listeners or not. Um, because we had a long talk and, you know, about the podcast and all that. But I remember that's the first time I thought about this and I thought about, that's crazy why people are horror fans, why we gravitate, you know, for some of us is escapism, right? entertainment turn it on turn it off and for others it's like a healing process and look for life you know
3: yeah no very true very oh, true wild wild if you're listening dm us uh, at tales from the boo crew on instagram and tell us your horror story as far as what brought you to the genre what you love about seeing these movies how it affects you in life and how it helps you uh you know what it does to your to your mind and creativity because i know a lot of you listening are su- are some of the most creative people i've ever met <laughs> people we've talked to yeah. and good friends of ours at conventions and all these people that we've been lucky enough to meet because of the podcast and we're talking about you listening right now um share your stories with us because we love hearing it and just getting to know you on the other side of this it means everything to us it keeps keeps us going all right, well, let's talk about some movies. I wanted to run down at time of release, so March 14th, here we are, 2023. We talked about this last week, but I've just recently seen the trailer. We haven't watched it yet, and Lauren and I haven't watched it. Leo, maybe you've seen it, or uh, let me know. But it's got me super interested, if you haven't seen it already. Um, we'll get around to checking it out this week, hopefully. But Sound of Silence, directed by the collective known as T3, about a haunted radio. Saw the trailer... It it looks beautifully done. I cannot wait to see this, Lauren. We got to watch this. Mm-hmm. I love the concept. It's on all your fave VOD platforms now. Leo, did you end up seeing Sound of Silence yet?
0: No, not yet. But, but man, I'm 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 definitely really intrigued to watch it.
3: Yeah, dude. And the trailer it's so cool. Like the it's like literally the radio looks like these old cathedral 1920s speakers that I have on my desk here. And it's nice. possessed Like they turn on the radio And like a ghost appears In the back And they turn it off The ghost is really Really cool So looking forward To Sound of Silence Also on VOD As of today A couple escapes the city To rural Ireland Only to hear stories Of mysterious creatures Who live in the ancient woods At the foot of their garden It's being described As gremlins Meet straw dogs The effects and prosthetic designs and creatures are actually done by the crew who brought the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts films to life. Star Wars, the Avengers franchise. This is starring Cole Meany, Douglas Douglas Booth, and Hannah John Kamen. It's called Unwelcome. That has got my interest. Those creatures are going to look fantastic.
1: Yeah, they're going to look great.
3: The lake, which we talked about last week hit uh, limited theaters and now gets its VOD release today. It's a very cool looking creature feature. One thing to highlight about that is that the giant monsters that you will see in this movie are practical animatronic monsters. It was very important to the director, Lee Thongkham, to bring back the nostalgia of the original monster movies with animatronics and puppets to give the audience the chance to feel the real spectacular scope and scale from Thai cinema. Inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash and the bear that ate all the cocaine on the plane. The one and only cocaine bear comes home. Carrie Russell, Ray Liotta, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson star directed by Elizabeth Banks and... Don't miss yes. The Resurrection of Charles Manson. This is about a couple going to, the, um, going to the desert for a romantic weekend to find out that they are the target of a cult that carries on the twisted work of the Manson family. Among the cast, Jamie King, Catherine Hughes, Sarah Dumont, and Frank Grillo. It's now on VOD. Later down the line, Jenna Ortega is rumored to be in talks to sign up for Beetlejuice 2. That's been the news and a role, perhaps, of Winona Ryder's character, Lydia's daughter. Tim Burton and Michael Keaton are said to be back in action for this one. No confirmation, no further details right now. But stay tuned. Which brings us to Scream Six, celebrating a franchise record previously held by Scream Three with 34 million. Scream Six, 44 million dollar debut at the box office, 67 million globally. Wow, this is huge for the franchise, huge for Radio Silence. Hopefully, that means a Scream Seven. Although some people are saying, do we even need a Scream 7 anymore? Which is an interesting interesting slice of commentary. There's been nothing confirmed as of yet that I know of, unless you guys have heard different.
1: No, I have not. But I can't see it not
3: happening. Yeah.
1: Because of the right. money. Exactly. No
3: matter <laughs> what, the money. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nobody's going to say no. Yes.
3: Nobody's going to say yeah, for sure. So, Leo. that's. I mean, we're going to talk about Scream 6. We're not going to do any spoilers. Leo, did you see Scream 6 or not? Yes or no? Not yet. Okay.
0: Uh, still looking forward to seeing it, though. It's like, like I said before. I'm, I'm not in a rush, but I'm really curious uh, how they crafted this story and the twists and all that. Because you know, it's like I'm always going into these movies thinking, how do you keep this alive, right? Like, how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it alive? You know, it's always a new young cast, but if you do something clever, I mean, not just not just New York City, but if you do something clever with the story, I mean. You know, I'm all in, you know, so I, I can't wait to see what they did with it.
3: Mm. You are not going to be disappointed. We're going to talk about nice. it now. Lauren and I are going to talk about our experience with it. We're not going to give any spoilers. We're just going to tell you what we thought of it and the unique experience that we had watching it, which was yeah. something that it was so cool. And I recommend if you have the opportunity to do this, if you've got a theater that does this in your city, do it this way. You will love the experience. The Boo Crew will be right back.
2: How could anyone guess that Daniela was reliving the legend of the Wolf Woman? She is every man's dream of love until she becomes possessed with an evil that turns her life into a bloody and terrifying nightmare that never ends. Now, at last you can see a true story so brutal, so horrifying, that it was kept from the public for over a century. (laughs) The Legend of the Wolf Woman. Before your very eyes, the Wolf Woman is born in an act of reincarnation that is as sensual, as violent, as bloody, as anything you will ever see on the motion picture screen. The Demented Passions in The Legend of the Wolf Woman will eat you up. From Dimension Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent.
1: 4DX.
3: 4D freaking X. 3D. Mm. And 3D. Is it do you is oh. it do things I think some things do play in 4DX but not in 3D. I think so too. But we it, at the theater we saw it was 3D and 4DX. It was crazy. Talk about the experience we had, Lauren.
1: So first of all our glasses weren't working. Oh yeah. So we thought we were crazy.
3: Yeah. And <laughs> Well, they weren't working for the trailers. Yes. But let's but let's let's start at the beginning as to what the theater actually looks like.
1: It looks like roller coaster ride. Like little four piece what, dentist chairs?
3: Yeah, they kind of look like dentist or barber chairs and you quickly notice that like they just look souped up. Yeah. And they're joined together and you have like a safety bar in front of you. So it feels like you're about like boarding on a roller coaster. Yeah. Oh. And,
1: and then once you, once it starts, it's crazy because you feel those seats move and it feels like a roller coaster a little bit. Like you're moving up and they angle it certain ways. I mean, I thought the coolest scene, cause not a spoiler, but when they're on the subway, yeah. It felt like you were in the freaking subway moving with them.
3: Dude, when. Oh, that's cool. The very first thing that happens in a 40X theater right before the trailers start for the. Because you, you'll watch like standard movie trailers. I was very curious about this. So maybe you'd want to know this too. A couple of standard movie trailers play. All's good. But then, you know, it says to put on the 3D glasses. And then the theater transforms for the 40X trailers. So all of a sudden. You realize very quickly that your seats are on hydraulics. Yeah. And when the 40X system kicks in, your entire row lifts up into the air. And you're like, oh, my God. What? My son was beside me, and he lost his shit when that happened. Like, he was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And the, tra- the seats raised up to the screen, and then the 40X trailer started. And the... T- seats are moving left and right there's wind blasting in our faces water effects it was so cool but the 3d wasn't working yeah <laughs> so the 3d wasn't oh, wo- like you could you know you, you when you watch a 3d movie without 3d glasses and everything's got that like outline around everything yeah. that's what it looked like so right. i lost my shit i was like no no we have to have this in 3d so i jumped off my seat ran to the front of the theater that was like uh, the glasses aren't working they gave me a new pair of glasses ran back. I gave you guys all the glasses. We put them on the, the trailers still for some reason that I don't know if they didn't have something on or right or whatever, yeah, but
1: I think it was, it wasn't working.
3: Yeah. The th- we put on the new glasses. There's us. still no 3d. Yeah. But,
1: and then when the movie started, then it corrected.
3: Yeah. I was Oh my God. This is great.
1: Thank goodness. I will say something that I really liked about the 4d is when there was a gunshot, anytime like a gun is shot, it's like a strobe light and it makes it look like there's a fire, like a firearm has been
3: fired in the room. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy.
3: And you feel it in the oh, seat because it knocks you back.
1: Yeah. And anytime anybody gets hurt, it gets punching you in your back. I know it doesn't sound great. Um, I mean, the seats aren't super comfortable. I feel like they should really work on that.
3: Oh, like actually, the the padding on the seats. Yeah, yeah. For a while, like if you sit in there for like two hours, yeah, you just start to feel. You kind of like I was finding myself like adjusting my butt, like you know, like perking myself up a little bit because the back, lower back support wasn't there. Like on those super comfy. Yeah. Theater chairs that you're used to. But still, like and also like again that thing punches you in the back. Like when you every time Ghostface stabs someone, you get stabbed in the back or the shoulders. Like your your chair That's is cool. is stabbing you. And then every time also that the character gets stabbed and there's blood, you get the blood on you. And what? In the form of water. Did you th-
1: say that there oh was God. smells because i don't yeah. know that i smelled anything. yeah there
3: there is there is smells as part of it i smelt a couple of things i think it was during the subway There was a couple of scenes where i where i smelled something and i've had friends too uh, i had a friend who went and saw one of the transformers movies in 4DX, and they like could totally confirm that yeah they they did like s- smoke and oil and there's burning rubber maybe oh, okay. it could have been a burning rubber smell because i know that's one of the 4DX smells that they do have like fire burning rubber It's a couple, I think flowers, there's a couple other different things that are loaded into the system. Crazy. I I can't really explain how amazing it was. Like, it felt like this movie was made to be seen in 40X. I agree. Because there were scenes where it just, it elevated it so much that it was like, how how is this not made for 40X? Like, it felt like they were thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So did you like the movie? Me? Yeah.
3: But I, I thought, I, again, the 40X like colored it in a way that it's jaded because I, I had such a great time with it. But I will say that what I saw was so inventive, the most refreshing, the most refreshing chapter of this franchise as of yet. Between the first movie and this one, I thought those are two the perfect bookends. I think that they oh, they wow. rose up to the inventiveness of the first one in very unique ways by giving you something that you've never seen in the franchise, giving you lots of things you haven't seen in this franchise ever before, as far as different shots. I don't want to spoil anything again, but different shots that you've never seen before in a, in a screen movie. A particular set piece that is my favorite all-time set piece of any Scream movie ever. I loved seeing Radio Silence mainstays. Well, from Ready or Not, anyway. Samara Weaving, Henry Cizerny making their cameo appearances was fantastic. And I felt that this film felt more like a Radio Silence film than Scream 5 did. It feels to me like their quirkiness, the sensibility of the Radio Silence guys, which we love so much just watch Ready or Not or um, uh, the VHS movie that they contributed to. And I mean, they've been producers of that that whole franchise. But that sensibility applied to a Scream movie, I felt it more in this one than Scream 5. And I love that element that they bring so much. I had a great time with it. I thought it was brilliant. How about you? That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I feel like I missed... Nev Campbell, I felt like a part was missing because she wasn't there.
3: That's the only one she hasn't been in.
1: Yeah. So it was a little weird to not have her there. It, it still stood on its own without her. Um, and I can see the franchise moving on without her and, you know, making other characters the final girls or girl. Um so yeah, it was just, it was weird not having her there, but I really loved the kills and it moved really fast for yeah. me. I was like, whoa, this is already over. That was great. Um, and I like that we brought two of our kids and we got to see it with them and they really love it and it's going to be a part of of their adulthood thinking about like, they're going to say when I was younger, I saw scream six and it was so awesome. Probably be on like scream 85 by then. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, the props were awesome. I mean, there are some robes and some masks that
3: are very unique
1: that I would kill for.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, nice. Can't afford, but would kill for, um, and it was cool that it was in New York.
3: Yeah, yeah, right. See, Ghostface tromping around a city is not something you get to see every day. That's true. That was great, and wh- how they play with that is is awesome too. There's actually one scene that is in the trailer that is a. Uh, a very big Wes Craven Easter egg. There was actually an article written about it, and our buddy Spencer from Ice Nine Kills sent me a text after the movie asking if I noticed this. But uh, because of Spencer, there is a giant Easter egg in that film, and in the grocery store scene that you see in the trailer, the name of the grocery store is a big. Is there Wes Craven Easter egg? It's called Abe. Was it Abe's Snake Bodega? Is the name of the grocery store, and Abe Snake. Was Wes Craven's alias when in I think in the early seventies working on uh, adult films, I believe, like his mm-hmm. his early early films, and that was his alias was was Ave Snake. So they named the grocery store nice. after him, and that was the uh, that's the Wes Craven Easter egg in this one, which is great.
1: So this is that's the funny. F- first scream film to be shot outside of the U.S. Did you know that?
3: No, I did not. Where was it shot?
1: Montreal, Canada.
3: Oh, yes. we we Montreal. Yeah. Little yeah, stomping so, grounds up there. That's funny. Oh,
1: yeah, that's where New York was. So, oh, yeah, Leo? I was going to ask you
0: guys a little, a little thought experiment about the ghost face mask. Now, if you think back to the first movie to now Scream 6, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There cannot be one ghost face mask right
3: what do you mean in existence as far as like an original in ghost mo- face- in, the, in the in the movie universe okay
0: and they say that because if you look back to the original movie i was just thinking back to a scene where officer dewey and uh, the sheriff where he where he's eating his, his ice cream cone and he's like he's like oh these they sell these masks in every in every thrift store around town that's right right and one person has it in the high school was goofing off one killer has it in this scene, a different killer has it in a different scene. It gets taken away by somebody. I feel like there is no one ghost faced uh, mask.
1: It is true. They do sell, they have sold ghost face masks and robes in the thrift store down the street from the film. It's oh, a yeah.
3: yeah, here in Burbank. Yeah, they've actually sold screen used scream robes and masks. You're right. Oh, it's funny.
1: What the F? Where was yeah, I? Where were we?
3: Uh, we've been there so many times looking for stuff. Okay, when we go there,
1: it's hard I to can't find anything. Find anything. They'll be like, oh, this is from Hocus Pocus 2. I'm like, great. And then like, I can't even find Well, they tags. have a
3: list, right? They'll say like, oh, I mean, we have stuff from Hocus I. Pocus 2. But then you just spend the whole day looking around the store. You can't find it.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> that's. I mean, there are people that go in there and they know what they're looking for. And then make like 30 grand off of $200. And you're like, how did you just do that? And you got to
3: have patience. You got to look through every last thing in that store, probably. And you got to know what you're looking for.
1: That's true. It's like, what do people bring? Like, how do they know a movie that well to be like, oh, that was that character. I mean, I'll watch shows over and over again. If you put me in a row, a rack of Gilmore Girls, I couldn't be like, oh, that was from from episode. Like, I would be like, I don't know, maybe that looks like something that she wore. I don't know, these people.
3: Yeah, it would have to be like a school, a Chilton school uniform or something. Is that her school, right. Chilton? Chilton. Yeah, I was right. Wow, I was fucking right. <laughs> amazing. I know my Gilmore girls. I'm a Gilmore ghoul. <laughs> That's right. It was awesome seeing Hayden Panettiere back. Oh, yes. No secret that she's back. And Kirby, that nice. uh, amazing. And it's a real fun way that she comes back. And I love... I really am getting used to the new cast.
1: Yes. And I will say this was the first thing that Hayden worked on in five years. Really? Yes.
3: Wow. Was it Heroes? Was that her last thing? The TV show? Possibly. Yes, really? Yeah. I think so. I love Jasmine Savoy Brown. Oh, yeah. Who's also in Yellow Jackets.
1: So She's such a good actor. Yeah.
3: And just do it. Playing the relative of of Randy and taking on the the horror nerd role that he established is so fun. I yeah. she's so good at it. Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, go see it. See it in forty X. Leo, do you think you'd do the forty X for this? You got to do it, man.
0: I'm intrigued, man. I got. I really want to try it now.
3: It it's a must. I'm really,
0: yeah, I'm and, really curious. Yeah, I, I I think. Uh, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Sure.
3: Do it, man.
1: Yes, and I will say that that this film was greenlit 3 weeks after The Last Scream. So maybe in 3 weeks Whoa. we'll know if there'll yeah. be
3: another one. I got to say that is that is a quick turnaround. Right? Yes. What was the release date of Scream 5? Can you guys look that up real quick or someone look it up real quick? It was like it was
0: it was one of the, remember it was it was one of the first releases of the year. Remember it was like January?
3: January of 2022,
1: huh? It was 2022.
3: So. Yeah. Yeah, January 14th, 2022. That's yeah. that's pretty wild, that turnaround. Like almost exactly a year apart? Yeah. They would have had to done that. Wow.
1: So like, what were they making the script? Like, wh- who's writing the script so fast? Do they have like scripts for seven, eight, nine, ten? Like,
3: it's the same script writers for the last one, and also the same script writers for Ready or Not, I believe, really? was the same group of people. Well, Kevin Williamson was one of the writers in the last one, but James Vanderbilt and Gary Busick.
1: Well, yeah. let's take a little break from Scream yes and let's go back to ready or not too i mean let's put a year or two in between them mm-hmm. create excitement buzz and let's go back to ready or not too because i love that movie so much
3: it needs a sequel we need to see samara yeah. weaving in that wedding dress <sighs> kicking butt yes we do such a great movie such a yeah. great movie one of my all-time favorites
0: yeah yes yeah same year same year
3: couple other all-time favorites uh, future all-time favorites that I think are coming out and I wanted to write this down because I want to sear this release date in my head because I'm so fucking excited for Lee Cronin's evil dead rise April 21st yeah. everybody April 21st we should do a countdown that's one of the movies I'm most excited about this year Wow every single evil Dead has been a home run Fetty Alvarez assassinated evil dead in 2013 to such a good job Yep. And Lee Cronin is a genius. And I know Evil Dead Rise is going to be a home run. It's going to be good. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Other ones to look forward to, I, I wrote a couple of these down. Pope's Exorcist is coming out April 7th. That's going to be the next. One of the next big horror releases, Russell Crowe stars as it's the real life story of father Gabriel Amorth, who was a chief exorcist at the Vatican, who performed over a hundred thousand exorcisms throughout his life. My gosh, it's going to be a journey. Renfeld, which we get to see that uh, Renfield. Sorry, we get to see the trailer. Uh, if you've seen a horror movie in the past couple months, you've seen the trailer for Renfield with Nicolas Cage as, as Dracula. That's coming out April 14th. The Boogeyman, nice. based on a Stephen King's story, June second, and Insidious: Fear the Dark, new story by Lee Wanell, July seventh. Nice.
1: And what about Ari Aster's
3: Ari, movie? Ari Aster's new one comes out when? What day? Uh, is that coming out between now and uh, in August? Yes. What? Yes. Give I'm, me the release date. I can't believe I, I I don't have that one on my list here. I am we gotta add that. You listening have to add this to your list. Ari Aster. Yeah. It's Bo's Afraid, right?
1: Yeah, Bo's Afraid comes out. That's uh, with Joaquin Phoenix Phoenix, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. It
1: comes
3: Silent
1: out. Acker. Uh April twenty first.
3: Boom! Oh wow! What a what Boa's a Afraid! What a fantastic weekend, Zach! That that, that's gonna yeah. be double feature: Evil Dead Rise and Boas Afraid. We're gonna have to book the yeah, babysitter right. now. We should right. Well, Scarlett yeah. will come with us to see Evil Dead Rise. Her first Evil Dead in a movie theater. Oh. Oh, oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh, Haunted Mansion, August 11th. Had to include that.
0: Wow, there's so on a little a Haunted Mansion side note, Did you guys get the news about Rolly Crump, he
3: passed away today. Yes, I uh, know. So that bad. is a huge, huge bummer. He's actually someone we really wanted to talk to. Remember for a while we were we were about yes. in, in the throes of setting that up. It's very sad that he passed away. Yeah. Legendary mm-hmm. Disney creator and created a lot of the the aesthetic. It was it was a big part of the aesthetic of a lot of the things you see still to this day in the Haunted Mansion.
0: Yeah, including the, the Doom Buggy that you sit in.
3: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. All right. I think that's all that Lauren and I have. Leo, do you have any anything you've been watching? Anything you wanted to add to the throwing the horror stew here? Yeah, quickly, a couple things.
0: Um, the Last of Us episode nine season finale already dropped. Wow. That's all I got to say. Um, what a fantastic nine episodes. Like They really... And I remember I, I told you guys I was honest that I wasn't not sure if I was on board in the
3: yep. first episode or two because a couple I characters sure you weren't too to like, sure about. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know what? They really fleshed out the story, took their time, just did it did it right. And then I, you know, and the one thing that I don't, I didn't know, it's because I'm not a gamer. But if you're a gamer and you play this, if you play the game, uh in episode nine they answer a question that many gamers have been wondering all these years i think for 10 years now they've been wondering like what's this about and they answer that question in episode nine so yet a little um the loose ends tied up in episode nine um but yeah fant- it's fantastic um and there definitely is going to be a season two which i i guess is going to coincide with uh the the game part two i guess there's a it's the title of the game, part of The Last of Us 2 or something like that. It's going to coincide with that storyline, so... These guys they, they, these guys who made the game or making the show, they know what they're doing. I mean, Pedro Pascal's amazing, and, and um, this was Bella Ramsey, you know, just, just solid cast. And I look forward to whenever that airs. Um, on a side note, I revisited 1981 Possession. Have you guys seen that? I've not seen that yet.
3: Everybody's been talking about that. Art though. talks
0: about that yeah. all
3: the time.
0: Yeah. There's a, um, now it's interesting because that's a movie that's been elusive. Like it's been hard to find. Yeah. did it didn't it, And until, until just Shutter, recently.
3: Right. Yeah. Shutter picked it yeah, up. Right?
0: Shutter picked it up and it's a 4k, I believe a 4k restoration. So it looks nice on your TV set, you know? Uh, but the movie stars Sam Neill. You know, who we know from event horizon, John Carpenter's in the mouth of madness. And of course, Jurassic park, you know, and his co-star, uh, I think is an amazing actress, Isabella uh, Adjani. Um, the first time I saw her was in the Sharon Stone movie, 1996, Diabolique. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Mm-hmm. She, you know, This is during the Sharon Stone era of uh, making those crime movies, you know? Uh, she was great in that. And I never realized that she was in Possession from 81. Um, but yeah, quickly, this movie's about... Uh, a woman who starts exhibiting increasingly disturbing behavior after asking her husband for a divorce suspicions of infidelity soon give way to something much more sinister so that's as far as i can get in terms in terms of uh, you know telling you about the movie but i will say that um fantastic ask, acting by young a younger sam neil and isabella just fantastic acting by both the movie has this ominous tone and look um, kind of like a, it's almost like watching like a, like a Rosemary's Baby where like something's off you know, mm-hmm. you know like you're like you're looking at the colors of the room this one's bright this one's darker there's something really wrong with what's going on there's some fun camera work in this movie like there's a scene where he's just sitting in a rocking chair and he's rocking back and forth and the camera's rocking back and forth with it you know Uh, so there's some fun things that show him going down a downward spiral of madness just you know of rage, of anger, and the same with her, so watching them both on screen just unravel and going down down this dark path is really great, Um, so yeah, it's definitely one of those, if you've not seen it, uh, definitely revisit Now's the Time, because I don't know how long it's going to be on Shudder, but uh, it's definitely um, worth a check out, Uh, Possession 1981 on Shudder, check
3: it out. That's the thing with, I've been finding that with a lot of digital movies. We've had that experience recently too, where, oh my gosh, yeah, that's on Hulu or that's on Netflix or whatever. And you go back and it's fucking gone. Gone. Yeah. Like it'll only stay on for, uh, you know, it could stay on for a couple of years. It could stay on for a couple of months, a couple of weeks even. So we've actually ended up buying, didn't we buy like Grindhouse the other day? Cause it wasn't on, yeah. I don't know, Hulu or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah we've to we do launched. that a lot. <laughs> and,
0: and, and, yeah. And you know the sad part about this is that the streaming services figured out that the shows that were canceled, like, you know, I'm not going to give any titles out, uh, but there are some people that we know that were in some of these shows, uh, are not have now been pulled. Like, you can't go back and watch them. Oh, no! Yeah. Hmm? And, and I mean, imagine, imagine like You comes out, You season one, season two, and then they're like, nope, canceled. And then you're like, you know what? That show is great. Let's go watch it. It's They, not just,
3: there they go into the ether, and there's no physical release of no, a lot of these shows.
0: No, no. Mm. I'm, I guessing, only guessing. It's because of, um, and I want to. I'm not sure. Who, I'm not sure who started this. If it was a trend in HBO or Warner Brothers, but it sounds like it's like if we if the shows go away, then we don't have to pay anybody, like any any residuals or anything. Mm, interesting. Which is sad because it's like that's lame. even though you cancelled the damn show, it was still a good show. Why you know, why can't we watch it? You know?
3: What Spe- the hell show are you talking about? You know what he's talking about. Anything cancelled on a big service like Netflix?
1: Yeah.
0: Or fuck I, I can tell you one that from people you know on HBO as well. Hmm. And I was kinda like, wow. That's-
3: yeah. Yeah, that's, that sucks. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Because you're talking about some very great shows, and it'd be nice to have. Yeah. it'd be nice to have physical releases of all that stuff. And that's again, that, yeah. again, you can't beat physical, physical media. It's the best. Right? I love collecting yeah. it, and we still have so many like Blu-rays and DVDs. Like we haven't given up on that, and I love being able to. You know, um, that old school mentality of being able to have someone over and show them your CD library or album collection. And it kind of says something about you And your movie collection does that as well. I remember when Lauren and I first met you had that giant you built a DVD wall. Remember that DVD cabinet you built?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the hell you guys are talking about. So
3: what do you mean? Oh, a specific show? Yeah. Think about some good friends of ours who recently had a show canceled on a major service. Yeah
1: yeah what yes are you serious yeah where have I been they did
0: that it's been yeah it's been happening and it it sucks because it's like what the fuck
1: I mean what the heck
3: yeah Yeah. uh, that's gross yeah that's too bad that's unfortunate well maybe there's maybe there's more to the story who knows maybe we'll see maybe we'll see some uh, physical releases of some of this stuff who knows right
0: yeah, and I think to your point, Trevor, that's exactly what it's doing. It's just fueling the fire to buy physical releases. As, I mean, as long as they release them, otherwise we'll never watch those shows, you
3: know? Yeah. We
1: should write these people and demand...
3: <laughs> physical releases? Yeah. Physical well, I'm releases. sure if enough, enough of us do, that could very well happen. Yes. I maybe. hope so. That'd be nice. That'd be very nice. Yeah. What did I want to mention, too, before we take off here? Uh, oh, Lauren and I have been still... Making our way through the end of Servant, which has been blowing our minds. I think oh we're like gosh. three episodes away from the very end. And you season the, what they split. The new season of you is split into two halves. I think right? five episodes each, I believe. Is that right? Yes. I think it's five. Yeah. Five episodes each. So we're almost through the first half. How they already not released not the second one. They already released the second half, and it's so good. I don't know. We're like a snail crawling our way through both <sighs> these. They're like our favorite series. Like some of our favorite series ever. I' to be really sad when we've watched them all. It's yeah. good.
1: We're That's, savoring. Exactly, um,
3: savoring. Yes. Like a little small no, bite were, were, were at a time. Were nursing. Were you guys it. Saying
0: this a couple episodes away. A couple episodes ago. Were you guys saying that this is the last season, or is there one more coming up? Or
3: servant is the end. You. No, no, this is for you. Uh, I don't know if they. I don't know if they said this is it forever. I don't know if they said that yet. Unless I'm mm-hmm. totally wrong. I, I'm. I'm usually always wrong. So I'm probably wrong. But I. I don't think they've said that this is the end.
1: Yeah, I think I'd be crying.
3: Yeah, it's so good. And I think it's doing really well too. Yeah,
1: yeah it is. I think it's the number one show. Like my friend On Netflix, Jen. She even texted me and said, "Oh my gosh, have you seen the second part of you? Like, I just started it. and I'm almost done." and
3: That's a good sign. Oh my gosh, have you seen the second part of you? That's a good sign. Yes. That means, holy shit, have you seen the second part? I means like a twist or something. Yes.
1: See, and then you know it's good because she doesn't normally watch things that are horror kind yeah, of,
3: yeah, horror based. adjacent. Yeah, yeah.
1: So if it's reaching the mainstream and then they're enjoying it, then, you know, you're definitely going to enjoy it. I will say this weekend, we had a great weekend because we got to see AFI and I love AFI. One of my favorite bands and we got to see them at the Forum Club. Thank you, K-Rock. We had a great time.
3: 20th anniversary of uh, Sing the Sorrow. I always
1: remember.
0: Yes. Yeah. Remember Lauren when we used to go to Hollywood Highland when, when the bands would come up for? Oh, that um, was so
1: cool. I At love that. Time, that.
0: Uh, Tra- Trevor, I think you were there. You were there. I'm pretty sure. Was Stryker? Um. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Trevor. Trevor was there with you. You guys all came together. Um. I remember because I was photographing those events. I remember Davey. Uh, came by the window and we were just chatting and he goes, dude, I wonder what's going on across the street. And I and I told him, I go, those are your fans. And he's like, what? And I go, dude, that whole block covering Jimmy Kimmel live across the street, that whole Hollywood Boulevard block, where were AFI fans hanging out, just looking up, hoping to catch a, gl- a glimpse of uh, Davey and... He was so touched. Like, he didn't realize that when I when I brought it up when I mentioned it to him, he, he was so touched. He was like he was like in tears. Aww. Like that band loves their fans, and it's a mutual you know it's a mutual thing. The fans love that band, and I'm so happy you guys got to see them. I'm so jealous.
3: <laughs> Aww. It's great, man. The Kia Forum too is a well, legendary venue. It was just yeah. Oh, I'll yeah.
1: say that I'm sad that so they had limited edi- limited edition merch. And it was sold out by the time we
3: got there. There was lines oh, outside uh, uh, like three hours before I had heard people waiting to get that that merch before the doors even opened.
1: And now you can see it on eBay for two hundred and fifty
3: dollars. They did like a special vinyl version of Sing the Sorrow. I wanted and the hoodie. Hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: if you got one. And you don't want it. I would love to have it.
3: I I will say I have a huge regret about that night and it was just because things were so crazy through the weekend and we're relying on different babysitters and all this kind of craziness and we ended up missing Chelsea Wolfe who opened the show. Oh my God, man, I'm so bummed. I've never seen Chelsea live and what a great way to see her. Yeah right. You know, the, the I, perfect I audience to see I feel with.
1: like maybe there's a better experience.
3: Maybe more intimate. Maybe yes.
1: Than that.
3: You know what the best experience would be? Having her perform in studio oh, here at the book. Couldn't yes. speak easy. Oh, yeah. Now that that'll be, that'll yes. be the day. That'll be the day. Will mm-hmm. it ever happen? Who knows. We'll try. Yeah. Because that yeah. would be so so cool. That was a great show. I, I wasn't at that Hollywood and Highland thing. I do remember K-Rock, the radio station that we all met at and that I still currently work for, used to have the studio at Hollywood and Highland, kind of this out outdoor and slash indoor mall at the corner of Hollywood yeah. Boulevard and Highland here in L.A. And like right where the Walk of Fame is and the uh, Grandma's Chinese Theater, all that all the amazing stuff is there. And they used to have that studio there. I was never there for the AFI thing. They did, what, an interview or live performance? What did they do, Lauren?
1: And they did an interview, and then the I interview. think a few. Did they play a few songs, or
0: was it just an? No, there was no no performance that night. It was just an interview. It was an interview. Um, but I, I was so certain you were there, Trevor.
3: Um, but I don't think I was. I've you, I've only I've been there a handful of times, and the weird time, the the weird thing about me being there. Is I was there for Rockstar in Excess. Remember that reality show where people oh, were competing to be the singer of in excess? Oh boy. So I showed up. I was such, so into that show. I don't know why me and the other producer
1: oh God, Mike crank.
3: And so we went to see like meet all the cast of Rockstar in Excess. They were being interviewed on strike. I don't know why striker was talking to them, but we were so excited.
1: Did you guys win a shirt for being the most obnoxious? I did.
3: I won a shirt for being the craziest fan so not only did we see them in hollywood and highland our favorite guy was kai he was this australian singer who was auditioning i think he was australian kai i don't know what ever happened to any of these people and um like did the guy ever i think someone won became the singer of nxs is he still the singer of nxs i don't even know <coughs> but i think dave navarro was one of the was one of the judges um, dave navarro yeah from uh James Addiction, right? Dave Navarro? Yeah. Chili Pepper? Yeah. James yeah. yeah, he was. He was one of the judges. I forget who else. Is. Well, the guys from In Excess, maybe someone else, I don't know. I thought there was a female judge as well. Pretty sure. I don't remember. But so after they'd played Hollywood Highland, then they did they did a taping of the reality show. So me and my friend Crank, we went to the taping after that. I don't know, like, what the fuck, we just booked off of work for the whole day to see this <laughs> shit, and that's then that's hilarious. so we stood in that and while watching the taping, and in between when they would kind of reset everything and like, all right, like I guess go to commercial break at that point. Cause I yeah. don't even think there was like, there was no Apple TV or any of that shit. It was all network TV. And I remember they were like, okay, everybody go crazy. Like they had a guy hyping up the audience and they would give prizes and stuff. And they were like, go crazy for rockstar in excess. And I went crazy. Like I went ballistic. <laughs> I'm screaming and yelling, Wah! jumping up and down and dancing. And then they blasted a t-shirt from the t-shirt cannon at me. Said, he's the craziest fan yeah the number one rock star
1: I don't even crazy. know where that shirt went oh my gosh we should frame it I don't
3: that's know funny. I don't even know if I have it anywhere probably <laughs> ended up in a donation bag somewhere oh, what the hell what was wrong with me god that would dude, that would have been like um, what was it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a strange really strange excess story because we did um we did an event with them. This is my, my my days of radio. We did an event with them right before Michael Hutchins died.
3: A uh, right, uh, like, right Rock event.
0: Yeah, it was at the parking lot of um, what's that venue? A pop um, Hollywood Bowl. Okay, it was the parking lot of Hollywood Bowl. It was a Kevin Bean thing. It was um, it was like you know listener winner only. You know, so it was only like a hundred people total. You know, and they played they played a set. You know, and I remember thinking this is wild because they let the word out to their fans and tons of people showed up and they were cool about it. They're like, yeah, I let everybody in, you know, so the parking lot was just filled and you know, police is freaking out and all that. Cause there's a lot of people there. But, um, yeah, I've never seen so many women in my life in one place. Uh, just huge, massive in excess fans. And, and I mean, they were just on fire. They, they sounded amazing. And then I remember, I remember not that long after he killed himself. And I was like, damn, that guy's dead? I'm like, shit. You know, I remember I, remember I was kind of uh, stunned because I remember thinking back to that event, how big that was, you know, for a band that already had been around for like the last 25 years, you know?
3: Mm. Yeah, no, tragic. And then Rockstar in mm-hmm. Excess came along and apparently they got a new singer was the whole yeah. thing. But again, I don't know who that was. Lord, are you like, I see yeah. you like, typing are you are you researching rockstar in excess or are you just like over I'm, this
1: I'm just trying to figure out what's going on
3: <laughs> like, like the, well like in general <coughs> no. yeah. Is the real ending. yeah what's happening what do you mean in general like with the show or are you like off on something else <laughs> right now you're on your own project I am on my own you're, a, you're on work you're doing work what the hell She's Laura's like, is working! <laughs> She's like, I'm hey, tuned out! Working, since, <laughs> since
0: you're working, since you're working, I saw a thing on the news about Banksy's... Banksy's... I can't even see his name. Banksy? Banksy's... Banksy's, Banksy's uh, auction about the Grim Reaper.
3: What's that? What do you mean? Uh, wh- Grim there's, Reaper, there's what? A
0: whole series of horror, horror Grim Reaper stuff that he drew or, oh, okay. or painted. And it's on an auction, some kind of auction. So I figured I'm like, ah, Lauren's got to know about that.
1: Wow, this is the first I'm hearing of it. But thank you for she's, she's
3: on it right now on her on her laptop <laughs> doing her work. Well, okay, one last thing before we go, Leo. I think I'm going to give that movie Antrim a try. Remember Antrim? You ended up Dude. seeing it. I swear you saw it. The cursed film. I did. I did. Was it good? Is it uh, gr- I- is it good? Is it worth seeing? I enjoy
0: it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But I'll tell you this. I felt weird watching
3: it. That's the thing. Everyone feels weird. Watch because it's set up like yeah. it's a legit. It, it, it's bookended with a documentary, right?
1: Don't watch yes. it. But it, yes. You're going to blame everything. No,
3: but it's not. It's it, they've come out and said it's not. It's not yeah. real. They, they fabricated That's the whole thing. That's not a spoiler. Everybody knows.
0: All right, but uh, do you remember? Do you remember those like um old um what was that song? Remember you you want? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of it was it was a candy bar commercial of want the we want the world to sing in perfect harmony. Remember that song?
3: Uh, that's from Coke, isn't it? If I could buy the, the world a Coke, no, no. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine the nineteen
0: seventies movie that has that look. Oh like peaceful see, people that,
3: hanging out. That's what me. I love. And like in the trailer, it looks weird. like it's ripped out of that time. Yes. But then you got yes. the documentary stuff talking about there's a warning not to see this movie. Yeah. That it really you, you by watching this movie you relinquish all rights if something happens to you. Oh, yeah. Sickness, death. Everybody who's watched this movie, something happens to them.
0: Dude, I had fun That's, with it. I had fun with it because, like I said, it made me feel uneasy. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's all the subliminal stuff that. You, yeah, that second,
3: and yeah I hear easy, there's like 170 it? subliminal messages inside that movie. Wow. Oh. I don't know.
0: Type about it. Yeah.
3: You don't think so, Lauren? I recommend it, though. Lauren over well, I, there I working. It.
1: Hey, <laughs> shit's got to get done. shit has
3: got to get done. That's true. Josh right. Gorobanksky. And, yeah. yeah, she's soaring at banks.
1: <laughs> and uh, what happened to this? be me a really short. Yeah, right. So. Well,
3: hey, we're, we're down with tight hours. So that's that's, you know, that's good. People expect an hour. Right. In the podcast world, people expect an hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll let you go. You listening. Thank you so much for sticking with all this. This has been all over the place. I did not expect it to be uh, to be this. Did you guys?
1: I never go in with expectations. That's a
3: good. Uh, that's a good lesson. I'm going to write that down for next week. Don't go in with expectations. And let let Lauren do her work.
1: Because you'll never be disappointed.
3: That's right. That's true. That's a good life lesson in general. All right, y'all. Well, that was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 374. Production tracks provided by Power Man 5000, who are on the road right now. Till next time, from myself, Lauren, and Leo, it is the Boo Crew saying... Sweet screams. And you got paid for that because you're actually working right now. Screw you. (laughs) Thanks for listening
2: to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand. And Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a T.S.